Hello there. Welcome to Dead Academy Podcast. I'm Fallon. I'm Michelle. And that's Jacob Woof, if you hear him sniffing. He's he's on the on a hot trail somewhere. Um yeah. <clears throat> this dog won't leave me alone. We've established I'm a vampire. Oh well, yeah, of course. We all knew that anyway though. No, I went to my friend's house. He has dogs. They smothered me, and now Jacob. He may be old, but his sniffer still works. Oh, he smells dogs. My pants are soaked from his nose. <laughs> Jacob. Stop it. <laughs> um, so we both had a fucking fuck of a week. I'm still not better. Like, whatever illness I have, if I make it through till next week, it's going to be a blessing. I keep getting worse. I'm not sick, but I've had a terrible week. Mm-hmm. Oh, terrible yeah. week. And it's going to show in this episode how terrible my week was. And I'm going to take you down the mind of a, a mad woman. <laughs> Anger, frustration, irritability. Mine's more like anxiety. Same. Paranoia. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Insomnia. Yeah, I've, I've not been sleeping well because of the anxiety and paranoia. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh... Yeah, I mean, this is, it's affected me. We'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to dive in deep of why I, why I'm having the time I'm having, but. The time of your life. (laughs) You are going to see the aftermath of all this. Great. So yeah, yeah, if if everyone listening has like always thought that Michelle was so kind and patient. No, after I'm done telling my story, you're going to hear a side of her that. Is it's the real Michelle, the Michelle well, that I've been friends with for twenty. And I just sucked years. back like a massive, Jacob, super will you strong. Stop? Pop. He he can't like I'm Jacob. soaked in like nose. Sorry, everybody. You probably hear him sniffing. Oh yeah, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> we used. It's to. enough. He smells enough dogs. is enough. Well, I mean, you can't move without him sticking his nose somewhere where it's it doesn't like, belong. He's like, now he wants to go out. Look, he doesn't like me. I'm That's fine. It's fine. You can stay up here, Jacob. He's probably hungry. Um, I'm not going to jump right, right. I can't even talk. I'm not going to jump right into my story, but heads up. It's bad. Will you, Just let him out. You want to go outside? We're going, keep talking. Yeah, so my story tonight, it's. Uh, it's bad, you guys. I'm so sorry. I, I know I always pick just like the worst ones, but. Um, there's just, there's something I wrote down (laughs) because I was thinking like, cause Michelle's asked me like, why do I always pick kids that are murdered? Like cases with that. Um, I think I choose the kids because they, to me are the most heartbreaking and the most terrifying. Someone that can hurt a child. That to me is like more scary or scarier than, Anything else, like just anyone that's capable of hurting a child that I, I, ugh, I just can't. So I guess I do it because I want people to be aware of like these monsters are real. They're out there so I can keep your kids close. And that's kind of why I wanted to start this podcast. Also, is to just raise awareness to the fucking about child killers. Yeah. I started I mean, this podcast for you to talk about <laughs> killers, which I won't be talking about today. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. My story is bad. And it's a little bit long, so I should probably just jump right into it. 
It's long. Of course it's well, long. Well, it's not like long. It's all you do is I'm just kidding. It's just kidding. It's a really good story as far as like just twists and turns and the development of the case. And the ending, as horrible as it is, 13 years later, we get what we want. So it does end on a kind of happy note. If okay. that's what you can sum it up as. <clears throat> um... Yeah, I have no idea what you're about to talk about. Oh, yeah, Michelle, I ha- usually I will tell her, like, a little bit about what I'm doing, just to kind of, because I can't keep it in. I haven't said shit about this one. I, this is... I know, this is very unlike you, because we don't even keep a secret what we buy each other for gifts, like... I know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Merry Christmas, I got you a tank top. Thanks. <laughs> I got you a but book. Yet, Great. Still wrap it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be fucking surprised. Yeah. It, well, yeah, they have to be wrapped. <laughs> Otherwise, it just it shows lack of uh, dedication, motivation, and friendship if you don't wrap the present that you already know you're going to fucking get. Like, in this is a Led Zeppelin tank top. Thank you. Let me unwrap it. <laughs> yeah. Led uh, Zeppelin, huh? I know. I'm a big fan. No, she's not. <laughs> like, we can talk about that. Michelle's oh, a fucking can. poser. <laughs> Poser, wannabe, loser. <laughs> she, all right, I'm just going to touch on this really, really quickly. When I went to go see Robert Plant a couple weeks ago, it was like the, one of the most incredible moments of my life to be able to see this man. I love Led Zeppelin. They're my favorite band. Loved them since I was like three. It's fucking Robert Plant. Well, she was going to go with me. And then for whatever to reason. To be a good friend. No, right. To be a good friend. Well, I invited her because I thought she was a fan of Led Zeppelin because she used to wear this badass Led Zeppelin shirt for fucking like 10 years, wore it all the time. So I'm thinking if you're wearing a shirt that you bought and you paid for, even if it was only two or three bucks, you still bought it. You Mm -hmm. could have bought a plain white tee, but you didn't. You chose to buy the Led Zeppelin shirt. You're right. And you fucking wore it and you're not even a fan. (laughs) I Get never fuck out. I never said for one that I was a fan of them. You bought the for shirt. Two, you bought the fucking. I never shirt. also on the other end. I never said that I hated them. I never said you said that you said that you said that you said that you hated them. <laughs> you know goddamn well how this happened. <laughs> Here's the deal. It was like three dollars at Kohl's, and it's a t-shirt. What are you doing? Yeah, and you were you just got done saying. A couple days ago, how you were so broke, didn't have any money for clothes. Why the fuck are you at Kohl's? This was a long-ass time ago. some Kohl's cash <laughs> needed to burn. Listen. No, you're a fucking poser. You saw the shirt. I can name two songs. And you songs. were like, what just, yeah, name three. Stairway to Heaven. Come on. Fucking Jacob knows that song. Black Dog. Okay. And. You know what? Name five. Uh, Come on, big, big fan, big spender. And, uh, shopping at Kohl's. I'm poor, but I shop at fucking Kohl's. <laughs> Kohl's yeah, because Kohl's is fancy. Kohl's is expensive. I don't shop at Kohl's. I shop at Walmart. They have some great sales. <laughs> but you're still going to pay 20 bucks for a pair of jeans. Well, yeah. on, the, on the lower end. Right. And you're going to gladly do that. But you're I, broke. Regardless. I name, named two songs. Name five. Battle of Somewhere. They battled somewhere. They fucking did. The gallows hole. I'm kidding. It's gallows pole. <laughs> battle of Evermore. And, uh... It's about to be the battle of the fucking podcast rooms. I'm gonna... <laughs> show you what a poser's like. <laughs> what is an... I don't know. I don't know. 
That's all I got. That's fine. It's fine. Suck it. It's fine. That just goes to prove that she's not. If you buy a shirt. Okay, look. If I wore a fucking, let's say, shirt with uh, I Hold heart, on. I, I, I interrupted you on, right stop. now. No, no, there's a hold on. Stop. Yeah. Bitch, you bought <laughs> bullshit. Let's talk about Led Zeppelin. Fine. Oh, let's okay. change it to the fucking, fucking breakfast, breakfast club. club. Exactly. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. You bought a shirt that has the breakfast club on it. Had before, you seen, before you seen the movie, you had not seen the, the movie. movie. Right. You, why'd you buy that shirt? Because uh, it was soft. It was really soft. But I had just talked about watching that movie that weekend because you and Josh wouldn't get off my ass about it. Yeah. And I bought it to be supportive. And you know what? I watched as much as I could. That movie fucking sucks and so does everybody in it. <laughs> and I took that shirt off and I haven't touched it since. You can ask Josh. I haven't worn you know why? that shirt. I'm not a fucking poser. Look at that. Good. It should be. It needs Your to go higher than that. How dare out. you? Wear a Led Zeppelin shirt and name three songs. I haven't worn that shirt in forever. But the point is, you wore it forever. I'm bringing it over and I'm going to burn it. it's 630. We can talk about this until I finally die from this illness. <laughs> you are a poser. I'm going to bring it over here and I'm going to wear it every day I come over here. Good. Just good. And every day I'll be like, so what's your new favorite Led Zeppelin song today? And you'll be like, I Gallows don't know. Hole. <laughs> Battle of where? Evermore? Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Stay away to Boston. You yeah. know? <laughs> poser. <laughs> He's a shit poser. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Alright, so my story. Back to back to back to Bummerville. Because <laughs> it's fucking populated me and you, buddy. And everybody else listening. Oh, I am so shit. sorry. I am just so sorry ahead of time. Is this worse than um, what I did a couple weeks ago? I mean, dude, those stories still fuck me. That's probably what made me sick. I, mean, that's <laughs> I can't get over. No, it's not. Yes. I mean, it, okay. a child was innocently Let, murdered. Let's get into it. Okay. So, <clears throat> good evening. This story <laughs> that I researched my shit out of um, is a 13-year-old cold case um, called The Murder of Shauna Howe. And fun fact, um, in the in America currently right now, there are 120,000 unsolved murder cases. That and is way too many. Way too many. And guess what percent are actually end up being solved? Five. One. Wow. One percent of cold cases in America get solved. This, fortunately, is one of those cases. That did get solved? That did get solved. Great. Yeah. Please 13 years later. Man. That's why it's called a 13-year cold case. Just throwing that out there, poser. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to let like, this slide. We Go have ahead. to... I, I, I can't laugh and then tell this story. It's yeah, fucking just, awful. Look, you're not laughing at the story. Okay, I'm not, because this this poor family. Okay, uh, murder of Shauna Howe. Shauna Howe was a 12-year-old girl from Oil City, Pennsylvania, and on October 30th, 1992, the day before Halloween, she was seen... She was a uh, Girl Scout, so okay. she was very active in the Girl Scout community, Um for her costume that year, she wanted to be a gymnast. What year was it? 92. Okay. So I was in second grade. Um, uh, that night, she had told her parents, Lucy and John, that she was going to be going to um, this like nursing home place where they were going to have their Girl Scout Halloween party. And it was like two blocks away from home. So her parents were like, all right, fine. You know, come on, have a good time. It's over at 8. We'll see you at like 8.30. So Shauna was last seen... 
on October 30th, walking home from the Girl Scout Halloween party, and she was actually witnessed being abducted at the corner of West 1st Street and Reed Street in, Pencil- in Oil City, Pennsylvania, which was only two blocks from her house. Like, she was right around the street from her home. They were saying things happened so close to home. She started walking with a friend, (laughs) and the friend kind of branched off, and then Shauna went the other way, and Shauna was taken. Um, A testimony that was given by the witness who witnessed the abduction, his name is Dan Payton. He saw the abduction, the abductors, the getaway vehicle, and said that it was like a small red car, like a a Volkswagen. Um, So he said that he actually... Turned around, saw this girl. She was dressed as a gymnast, so she had, like, a little blue bodysuit and, like, tights and shit on. He Mm. saw her walking down the street, saw one guy grab her, hand her to another guy, and that guy threw her in the back of a car, and they sped off. So there's at least two people involved. Yeah. Well, police, like, when you hear the police and the fucking detectives and people who are involved in this case, like, when you hear them talk about it, I mean, this was in 92, you know, we're in 2019, they, I don't know how the people filming it continue to film it, like, these people still have tears, they still have moments of silence, they'd stumble over words, like, what happened to that girl happened to them, like, she was a little girl in their fucking community, and when she died, a part of them died with her, it's really sad to watch. Um, but yeah, while they're discussing the, the case, they're still in tears. They carry it with them. Um, and like I said, a piece of them died when they discovered her body. Uh, she was last seen wearing a gymnastics leotard bodysuit for her costume, tights, and gloves. The party ended at 8 o'clock p.m. And at 8.30 p.m., Lucy and John noticed that she wasn't home yet. So they do the usual thing. They call friends people from girl scouts hey have you seen shauna she's not home yet um they start to get worried they keep calling friends they go check neighbors she's not around so at 10 o'clock the parents call the police department to report her missing (sighs) but police were already investigating an abduction in the area turns out they were already investigating i was gonna say the person i've seen this didn't he call the cops well they didn't have cell phones back then so he saw it at eight ish at night and he had to run door to door in the dark knock on doors i forget how many houses it took before someone answered but someone finally answered and And he used their phone phone to call the cops so it took a minute yeah it's not like he had a phone and could just dial it or take a picture like it it took a minute so that was already going on the police were investigating this kidnapping before her parents even knew she was fucking gone it's so sad i mean it's good that there was a witness to it though, because then they got to jump. Oh yeah. Well, that's, well, I guess it doesn't. It doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. They. This guy had everything, but they had no way to figure out at that moment. So yeah. the witness, Dan Payton, he was actually a suspect because they were like, "Well, how did you see so much? You know, how did you? How were you able to recall all this? Why didn't you chase after her? Like that kind of thing." He didn't do it, but so his description, his testimony, Dan saw. A tall, thin, lanky man wearing a ball cap um, grabbed the little girl. He heard a scream, and he saw another man hand, or he saw the other guy hand Shauna off to the other guy that put her in the in the uh, red car. Mm-hmm. So, already went over the part about no cell phones. Um, immediately, police department uh, in Oil City they all set up roadblocks. The entire police unit was out looking for this red car. Over thirty investigators searched for. The first 24 hours nonstop with absolutely no leads. 
So at that time, the community hears about there's been a, um, a, a bleh, there's been an abduction of a little girl. The entire community comes out looking for her. Um, <clears throat> on October 29th, oh, I think I got the date wrong. Yeah, so it must have been on the 30th. I don't know. I, I got this date wrong. I've been taking a lot of cold medicine. <laughs> um, so there's a place called Coyer's, Coyer's Hole or Colder's Hole. Um, it's like a secluded, very private like area like off the side of this road. And it's like all wooded. Um, kind of like how we grew up in like Seizures Creek. Just yeah. different roads way out in the country. Um, <clears throat> a lot of teens were known to go out there and like party and drink and do drugs. Um, and there was this train track trestle that was above, like, on this bridge that was over top of this, like, dried up creek bed. Um, and a nearby camper on that day, excuse me, uh, like, there was also, like, campsites and shit. This camper comes out, and he just happened to look over, like, down off the bridge, and he saw a blue bodysuit under the bridge. So, located in the brush was the blue bodysuit of Shauna. It was covered in moisture because it had been sitting out there since the night before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the bodysuit had multiple. Basically, it was almost covered in semen. There was just so much semen all what over fuck? this fucking suit. There was more than enough for DNA, but unfortunately, DNA was not very accessible back then. But they it still started start till really the nineties, right? So they had. I mean, they, they said there were multiple samples. Like, it was just all over this fucking thing. More than two? Uh, well, well I mean, you said there were two guys that right. took Well, it. I don't, they, like, they didn't give a description of how many different DNA samples there were, just that it was fucking covered in it. Oh, my God. So, a lot of semen was on this little ba- uh, body suit. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I definitely got the... The date wrong. So that was on October 30th, okay? And I the broke same my, day she was taken? I broke my pen. She... There's one. I got it to work. Oh. Um, that was on October 30th. So on Halloween, so the day after that. So she got taken on the 30th? I believe so. I thought it was 29th. Oh. Um, yeah, no, no. It was, it was October 30th, yeah. She was abducted on the 30th. Um, and on the 30th, the same day they found her bodysuit? Almost 24 hours later. Right. So she was taken on the 29th. It doesn't matter. It doesn't she was, matter. yeah. It's well, like, I'm just trying to get time like this happened it was to her so, so Well, fast. it was, right. All of this is so fast. Like, so all of this happened within a day and a half. Okay. Or two days. Um, so, yeah, they found her bodysuit, but there was no body. It was just her bodysuit. So now this little girl's naked. Um, the next day, so October 31st, um, another man, a totally different man, was walking in the exact same spot over the bridge where they found her bodysuit, and he reported seeing the body of a girl in the exact fucking location that police were searching for when they found the bodysuit under the bridge less than 24 hours before. So these guys took her out there, assaulted her, dropped her bodysuit off, took her back, and then saw police out there searching for her and that area couldn't find her, they go back when the police leave and put her body there. In the same... In the same spot. How fucking taunting is that? Like, they're well, basically probably, saying, you can't catch me, like... Well, they're thinking that they already searched that area. They're probably not going to search it again. Right, but wouldn't they continue the search branching out if that was what where one of her articles well, of yeah. was, was found? 
either way, they went yeah. back. It's like if they dropped it off here, they went back right there the next day, right where police had just left that search and put her body there. Wow. Um, so, uh, you know, the guy calls the police. Police recall. They come out. Um, Shauna's uncle, which is Lucy's brother, actually had to come down and ID her. Um, he said it was positive. It was Shauna. She was found naked. She had been repeatedly violently raped and suffered severe and chest, or sorry, and suffered severe head and chest damage slash trauma. There were absolutely no clues at all next to her body other than where they had noticed the day before there was a single candy wrapper that was close to where the body was. Um, whoever the kidnapper was brought her back the night of the body suit finding, dumped her body, left her sh- Oh, yeah, they left her shoes on top of the bridge. One shoe was facing one way, one shoe was facing the other way to look to make it look like she had jumped. But why would you leave your shoes like that? Like, the, the shoes were left there for them to find and then look yeah. over the bridge to see her. Right. So, basically, someone was trying to fuck with police and toying with them in a very, very careless manner. So, the drop from the bridge to the creek bed is 33 feet high. <clears throat> and like I said, the bridge, or the, the creek bed was... There was some water, but it was mostly dried up rock. Oh, you're getting severely injured if you jump on that. Oh, yeah. Then. Right. Um, Shauna's knees had been scuffed and scraped. She was alive for approximately five to ten minutes after, get this, she was thrown from the bridge and she was alive. They took her and just fucking chucked her yeah. off the side of the bridge. She fell 33 feet, smacked down into rocks, and she and was alive for five or ten minutes. Yeah, that's what killed her. The blunt force trauma to the head and the chest from that fall. Wow. Yeah. So, at this time, the parents were notified, you know, she was ID'd. Lucy, the mom, like, when the dad, John Brown, or the stepdad, sorry, was being interviewed, one thing that he said that was just, oh, my God, fucking breaks your heart. He said that Lucy, the mom, like, once she found out that it was Shauna, she let out this kind of a howl, like, groan, cry, howl that can only be described as, a primal grieving internal howl of a mother who has just lost her child. Wow. And he said, you will never hear another howl like that. Like, that's what that howl was from. Um, that's heavy. Right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. The day after the discovery, uh, Halloween, like, trick-or-treat was, was canceled. Mm-hmm. All the parents in the community are on complete alert. Everyone was freaking out, looking for who could have possibly have done this. This is a small little town. Um, the investigation, over 100 people were DNA tested, which back then they couldn't swab your mouth, so they had to draw your blood. Um, over 100 people, not one of them matched. Police checked her, the schools, the family, the Girl Scouts, the neighbors, the entire community, no hits at all. So I mean, Couldn't they just run to see who the car, like the DMV? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of red cars yeah. In that area. Um, so police also looked into Bill Crabtree, who was the man that found Shauna's body. And he also drove a small red car. And they're thinking, like, well, how did you know to come back out here? And, like, you were just walking over the bridge and you just happened to find this little girl's body? Yeah. Whatever. So they check his car. They test his DNA. No match. Dead lead. So, again, there was a... A tip that had later been called in and said that a man named Ted Walker fit the match uh, or fit the description um, of one of the abductors. 
Um, Ted was tall, thin, always wore a ball cap, worked at a local pizza place, and always tried to hug girls whenever they went in there. The girls, mm-hmm, the girls would always run away from him because they obviously didn't want him to be touching them. He also drove a small red car. They checked his DNA. No match. No match. Of course. <clears throat> so at this point, dead end, no leads. That's, that's it. So detectives and autopsy. She was kept alive for, they think, of a total of three days. So I definitely have my timeline wrong. Yeah. But it was, it was Halloween. Like, yeah. that's, I think she was found on Halloween. Um, she had been brutally raped. Scuffs on her knees. They really weren't able to tell what that was from. Could it be grass? Could it be carpet? Could it be wood flooring? Um, her knees were just tore up. Yeah. Essentially. Um, she was also held captive, but without any restraints. So she had no ties on her wrists, no ties on her ankles, no gag on her mouth. So they're starting to wonder, are there additional kidnappers? Like, was someone holding her while someone else, you know, did things and they would just rotate? Because otherwise you would need to tie someone up at some point. And you're going to wow. have defensive wounds. She didn't have any of that. So everything goes completely cold. Three years after the murder... There's these brothers named Tim and Jim O'Brien who are sexual offenders. Both have been arrested for attempted kidnapping of a woman at the exact intersection where Shauna was taken um, on the exact route where Shauna Howe was abducted from. Um, she was a survivor. She survived the O'Brien brothers. And She's she, an adult? Mm-hmm. And they, she gave her statement to police about, like, what all happened. So police investigated the O'Brien brothers, to see if maybe they were the ones that were, you know, responsible for Shauna's murder. It fits. It's a perfect fucking fit. Um, however, both of them were in jail at the time of her murder. So, they didn't do it, right? Yeah. So, exactly five years after the murder, to the day, five years later, this little five-year-old girl named Shanae Freeman came up missing from her backyard. She was playing in her backyard. She lived in the projects. I think it was fenced in. Mm-hmm. Someone came up and fucking took her out of her backyard. Um, the fear in the community was just, like, through the roof. It was Shauna's five-year anniversary. Now there's a five-year-old girl gone missing. It was a small town also. Super small town, yeah. Um, the fear rose again. Police and residents were on completely high alert, and rumors started circling, like, who is the boogeyman? Right. Like, there's this guy out here taking kids. Who is this guy? Um, and are the two kidnappings connected? So, uh... The family of Shauna actually helped search for Shanae, or Sh- Shanae, Shanae, I forget how to say her name, Shanae. Um, one man who was part of the search team, his name was Nicholas Bowen, uh, he was seen by police hugging Shanae's mo- mother and saying, like, you know, everything's going to be okay, we're all going to help find her, it'll all be all right. He was holding her and hugging her, consoling her. Um, the chief of police at the time, I... I left a blank spot for his name. I forgot to look it back up. Mm -hmm. Um, The chief of police noticed that uh, Nick Bowen's body language was a bit off. He's like, this guy's acting a little bit too, too involved. Like, you know, you're a 17 year old kid. Like, why do you, why do you care so much? Yeah. And so the chief of police said, if you're ever dealing with someone who is suspicious and you think they're guilty of something, if you can gradually find a way to touch their arm and they're guilty, they will collapse right there in front of you. It's basic human nature to react in some way. So that's what this guy did. He saw that oh. this guy... Hold on. I don't the, understand what you just said. Okay. Well, I'm going to uh, explain it. The chief of police said he noticed this guy acting weird. He thought he was guilty. 
but how can you find out immediately? He's like, if you, as a police officer or someone in, I don't know, a authority superior figure. authority figure, whatever, and you're out in the public and you're talking to someone who you think is guilty, if you can find a way to casually touch that person, like he just put his arm on this guy, or he put his hand on this on Nick Bowen's arm and squeezed it just a little bit and was just like, hey, man, we really need help finding this, this girl. Do you know anything? And that guy fucking collapsed. And he said, um, when, let's see, when the chief of police touched him, he broke down and immediately said, she's bleeding and she's hurt really bad. And the guy was like, I was right on, I was spot on, his body language was off. This guy leads them to a shallow grave where the five-year-old Shani was buried and had died just moments before. Oh, man. Moments before. Not even an hour before that she was alive. Like, he just buried her and then went on the search to he help her alive. find her. Um, uh, no. Shanae, uh, Shani, I don't, I think it's Shani, had been picked up. She was, he picked her up from her backyard and drove her to a bridge and for no reason, this guy who's 17 and a half years old, six feet, two inches tall, weighs 200 pounds, picked her up and just threw her off the pr- bridge. The she same ran. bridge? Um, I don't think it was the same bridge. I I could be wrong, though. Um, I don't think so. But um, the fall killed her. So instead of leaving her body there, he wanted to get rid of it. And she apparently fell. Or Sorry, the, the fall probably killed her. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she was buried shortly after that. Um, so police had questioned, like, okay, this is a five-year anniversary. This guy took a, a child. They were wondering if Nick Bowen was, you know, connected to Shauna's murder. Um, but, unfortunately, at the time, he would have only been 12 years old when the murder happened. Yeah. He was too young to be her killer, and DNA did not match. So here's where it starts to kind of take a turn for the better. In January of 1998, there was this man, this incredible man, who worked with a lot of other detectives, too, on this case. His name is Detective Richard Graham. He got back on the, he, I guess, had retired, or he had moved from, like, street force or whatever to, like, detective. And he had 72 other cases under his belt, but he wanted to, to like, fi- or not fix. He wanted to take this case. He wanted to solve who killed Shauna Howe. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the family's house, knocks on their door. They haven't heard shit in years. You know, it's been six years. <clears throat> the family lets him in. He's like, I'm going to solve this case. And they were just so hopeful. Well, Detective Richard Graham, he's dyslexic. So everything is backwards for him and okay. just kind of scrambled. So what he did is he said, thanks to him, he calls it being slow. He took the cases and he just read and reread and read and reread every note, everything that was ever taken from that crime scene. Um, or from that case, because you might read it differently than I might read it. New set of eyes. New set of eyes. And every time for him is new because he's dyslexic. So he reads and rereads the caseload and he, he sits back and looks at his wife and says, Hey, this case doesn't make any sense. Like something's up. So he goes back to the autopsy photos and Graham notices a previously unrecorded partial or yeah, unrecorded or I should just put undocumented. Um, partial shoe print on Shauna's face. Mm. And Helbert Villinger, which was the medical examiner for that area, said to Graham, quote, this was a very violent rape. Yeah. So, how the fuck? How is it possible to rape someone with the foot on their face? Because I was thinking it's just one person. 
You know, so I'm like, well, how do you rape somebody, like, position-wise? How do you do that? Well, I'm sitting here thinking, like, if two people were involved in taking her, then obviously two people were involved. Yeah. One person stomped her face down and held her there with his boot by her face while the other guy raped her. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, So definitely now at this point, they're like, okay, more than one person was involved. One raped her as the other one held her face down on the ground by the bottom of his boot, which is fucking sick. Um, in yeah. 1992, the fire department actually answered a call of a fire of a red car on the outskirts of town, and the police were able to find out through the VIN number who the car belonged to, because the dumbass didn't blow it up. Guess who the car belonged to? Don't Ted, know. Ted Walker from the pizza parlor. He set his red car on fire. But why? Is this the weird hugger? Weird hugger okay. from the pizza place. <laughs> I even wrote, oh, the weird me. guy from the pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, <clears throat> at that time, police start looking into Ted. Ted was the kind of guy that would open his home to teens and, like, let them drink and come inside and smoke weed That's with already them. down. And like, just weird. Like, he would just let them come and just hang out. Um, again, Ted fit the description of the abductor. He had a red car that he just set on fire. He knew the victim. The car fire was probably to destroy evidence to everything from the uh, description from the guy before led to Ted. Well, didn't they already, like, investigate him? Yeah, his DNA didn't match. But why are you setting your car on fire? Why do you fit this description? So, they start questioning Ted. Well, Ted starts talking. He said that he told a horrible story of brothers Jim and Tim O'Brien. They said, or he said, this was his first story. He said that both brothers came running into Tim's house one time to let him know that some girl from town had just been taken. But we all got to help look for her. This is what Tim said. Um, the two uh, sex offenders. Right. But the cops were like, well, how do they come tell you that if they were in jail? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense. So, hold on, talk for a second. I got to get a drink. <coughs> yeah, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I got And nothing. I'm back. So, <laughs> Graham, Detective Graham, went back over the files and noticed that the O'Brien, O'Brien brothers were <coughs> actually bonded out of jail during the time of Shauna's murder. The- Someone overlooked that very, very important fucking fact. Well, it seemed like a very easy thing to look up. Hey, uh, Secretary, were were these two people in jail? Yes. Thank you. Or no, they weren't. Thank you. You know, they could have ended this shit years ago. I mean, we could look that up and see when someone gets out. I gotta tell you, when they said that he wasn't... Yeah, I was like, no, these guys had to have fucking done it. Well, so all these years later, all these fucking resources completely wasted because somebody overlooked that very, very important detail. So both brothers had continuously been arrested for sexual battery and attempted abduction of girls and women, and they kept getting out. Like, hello, justice system, improvements. Yeah. Um, so when Graham, at, Graham actually went to um, talk to Tim O'Brien who was later described as, like, the leader of the of the brothers, for a DNA sample, Tim looked up and said, well, I guess I got to ask my attorney. Just said it just like that. So as Graham goes to leave, Graham looks back at Tim O'Brien over his shoulder right as Tim tosses a candy wrapper on the interview table that matches the candy wrapper that was found by her body. Wow. Right. How fucked up is that? So... The candy wrapper matched the one on the body of Shauna Howe. Graham stood still and just completely frozen and says to, to himself, we got him. So 
I mean, it's all circumstantial, but yeah. Right. They took the DNA from Tim. The DNA was a match to Tim O'Brien and to Jim O'Brien. So DNA from the sperm. Okay. They, it was those two sperm deposits on this yeah. girl's bodysuit. So it was actually three people involved. Ted Walker, pizza guy, was the guy who stopped and asked Shauna if she sold any Girl Scout cookies to kind of make her feel more comfortable. Uh-huh. And when she went to talk to him about it. They ambushed her? No, no, no. Ted Walker, it was, it was planned. Ted took her from the right side of the road, handed her off to Jim, the brother. Yeah. Jim puts her in the car, and then Tim and Jim take off with her, and they meet Ted Walker back at Ted's house. Was it Ted's car? That they were it was Ted's car, yeah. So Ted was set up kind of like the dummy. Like, they, later on, Ted said that it was supposed to be a prank. Like, they were supposed to scare this little girl, wow, but then the really? other brothers, right. Three I'm like, grown-ass men. Right. I'm like, why why, why in the world would you scare a little girl? And on Halloween, but they said well, it was Well, I mean, a prank. for one, if that was your intention and that's all you were doing, you're still a piece of shit. Right. Right. So, she ends up getting in the back of, the, of Ted's red car. They drove off and headed back to Ted Walker's house where they all met up. Ted... Gets to his house first, goes in, sits down for a little bit, just kind of chills, lights a smoke, has a little drink. A little bit later on, Jim and Tim come in. He lets them in, and they are car- he watches them carry Shauna inside, and they both head up the stairs with her. She's kicking, she's screaming. Of Ted's house. Of Ted's house. And he just sits downstairs and lets him do it. And lets him do it. So, to the O'Briens... They said that little Shauna was just a playground to them. She was just for them to play with. I mean, I'm hoping that at the end of the story you tell me they die. Um, eh, we'll get there. It. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, so Ted's downstairs. He actually well, hears Well, hold on for, for one. Right. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. <clears throat> yeah. Could you imagine, because I think about this all the time when we research these stories and you, you eventually come across some that... They say fucked up stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So could you imagine being the detective? Like you're in an interrogation room. And <laughs> I already know where this is going. Oh, yeah. I'd but fucking like, shoot him right there. How did... Right in the dick. These detectives have some major self-control. Oh, because they're, there's they're no trained way for that. You can sit across from someone and they just tell you that. And you're mm-hmm. just like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and you jot it right, down, and right. that's it. Because I would leap over this table and I would fucking kill you dead where you stand. I would open up his rib cage and wear it as a fucking corset. Because it's like, how, this is probably why I'm not a detective. That's I'm not why a cop. I'm not either. Not I would kill everybody. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't let that go. Well, when I was learning about this, the detective, one of them at the beginning of the, uh, it's an episode, I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, he actually says like, as part of being a police officer and then lead, you know, detective, you actually do have to be trained to not get emotionally involved. And I'm like, how do you turn that car, off? Car, well, I don't even know why I try to say that word all the time because I can't say it. Carpathic? Carpathic? I don't even car, know. Mentalized. Or, uh, car. Carpmentalized? <laughs> That's not it. Carp- carp- <laughs> carpmentalized? <laughs> Fuck, what, what's the word? <laughs> I can hear it in my head. Part, carp. <laughs> God damn it, Michelle. I'm sorry, people. Cartmenta- <laughs> well, now I gotta write the fuck down. I don't even know what I'm cartmentalize. Cartmentalize. That's not it. I even spelled it wrong. Cartmenolize. <laughs> Car. 
carpaminalize. Something like that. Uh, that anyway, word. Yeah. Go with your so story. We'll stop. If, if you know what it is, will you tell us what we're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, oh, God. Dead Academy Podcast at <laughs> gmail.com. What's the word that we can't think of? And what's it mean? Um, all right, so back to Bomberville. Wow. Ted's downstairs. He hears Shauna screaming and struggling, pleading for help. He completely ignores it. They actually came downstairs and were like, how do we keep her fucking quiet? And they said, well, it's Halloween. Maybe we should offer her some candy to keep her calm. So they offered her candy. She clearly didn't want it. Um, Jim and Tim planned this entire situation and told Ted it was supposed to be a Halloween prank, but they lied to get him to help with the abduction, the car ride, and the house to keep her in because they just bonded out of jail and couldn't keep her at their house. So. How old were they? You know. Uh, they were. Like they're grown-ass they're men, like right? in their late 30s, 40s. Yeah. <laughs> these, are, these are men. Grown-ass men. So okay. what exactly happened? What happened next? Well, when she was up there, they took turns basically raping her, held her head down with their boots, took turns all evening with rape and torture. Then they drove her, they drove Shauna when she was alive to Collier's Hole by the bridge, Mm -hmm. stripped her down, raped her again and again and again, each of them leaving enormous amounts of sperm DNA on her bodysuit. Then the bodysuit was chucked and left under the bridge by the creek. Um, At this point, Shauna had no clothes. So they take her back up the hill, back in the truck or trunk, or sorry, trunk. They kept her in the trunk of the car overnight. And the brush marks that were on her knees were both from carpet fibers in the car of her trying to get out. Oh, God. Yeah. And from being thrown on the ground, assaulted and struggling. So it's a mixture of carpet fiber burns and just earth burns. Was it the two brothers that just did all this and... The dumbass guy Ted, just the dumbass him? guy was the or one that he, grabbed her and put that's her. all he that's did. That's all with he it. did, and, and he, then he gave him a car and a house. That's it. Yeah. So Jim O'Brien was the leader. Tim O'Brien was basically the follower, and Ted uh, I forgot his last name. He was the dumbass essentially, but he's still fucking guilty. Yeah, like, the guy oh, should yeah. fry. Um. So once they were done with her body, like once she, once they had had their fun with her and they were done playing with her. They drove to the bridge where <clears throat> police had just been the day before when they found the bodysuit searching for her. They threw her off the bridge naked, 33 feet down the trestle, where she died five to ten minutes later from blunt force trauma to the head and the chest. Now, here's where it gets fucking... Well, I'm on... This is my last page. Um, so, it took 13 years to solve this case total. It was cold for a very long time. Detectives and family involved in the case are actually happy now with the fact that the that the case was solved, and they've been able to find somewhat peace in their lives. <clears throat> but although none of them have ever been the same since, and this is the worst case that's ever hit Clearly. that town. Um, they just I wrote like never lose sight of your kids, fucking ever. So <clears throat> after they had their trial and ever and all that shit, Ted Walker, the pizza guy, was convicted of kidnapping and third degree murder. Guess how? Guess what his sentence was? Probably like ten years. His sentence was forty years in prison with the po- with possibility for early parole. Oh. So he's gonna probably get out at some point. Jim and Tim O'Brien were both found guilty of kidnapping and murder. Although this is fucked up. Although both of them were acquitted on rape charges and first degree murder charges. I don't know. I'm wondering if maybe they took a plea deal and let that go. Um. 
So they were never charged. They were actually found like basically not guilty of rape charges in of first-degree murder, but they were sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So they're never getting out. They're never getting out. Um, but, yeah, that is my horrible story on the murder of Shauna Howell. It was a cold case. Um, I found this story, actually, on Netflix. There's a really good, uh, like, docuseries right now called Cold Case Files, um, and it was episode one. It, it, it they tell you so much more on there, and it's just fucked up. You see how beautiful she was, and I just added that how nasty these fucking brothers are. Watch list. It's really good. I mean, the, wow. those are all cases that were solved, so you can't go into it knowing that like it's. To me, it's like yeah, you solved it. That's but, oh God, the crime is just horrific. Right. And it does make it slightly worse if it's unsolved, because in the. Family Piece doesn't of shit know. Got away with it. Like that's but. yeah, that's my worst nightmare. Is something happening to a child, and then on top of that, like not knowing. That's why I like a lot of people that have lost children. They're like, I just want to know where she's at. Yeah, you closure. Know? Yeah, they it's just important. want closure. And then they have people like that girl J C Dugard that was kidnapped for like, I think eighteen or twenty years, and she was alive, but mm-hmm. like the, her family buried her. You know, they had a funeral for her. She was dead to them. Yeah. And then she's found alive. So, like, there is hope. But yeah. um, I did want to pop in really quick with an update on the missing girl from New Jersey case. Um, I made a post about it. I talked about it last week. Just check it out. Keep your eyes peeled. Dolce Alaves, five-year-old missing from New Jersey, missing from six- September 16th of this year um, from a park in Jersey. Her dad is in Mexico. There have been, like, no real updates. But I want you guys to check out the mom. She was on live or she was on the live news or whatever the other day pleading for her daughter and answering questions. Uh, no tears. She smirks a couple of times. Um, she is Mexican, so she speaks both Spanish and English. She speaks Spanish probably better. Um, I don't know. Some people are saying it's like a cultural difference and that's just how they are. Well, I mean, everyone agrees in. If certain way, I mean, you're not even my kid. Okay. But if you went missing, I'm going to be on the news fucking hysterical. Yeah. If it was one of my kids missing, I am for one, I'm not laughing about that Two, You're not going to be able to hear me. I'm going to be just talking through so many tears and I get everybody reacts differently, but the fact that your five-year-old's missing and you're not crying and you kind of like just, just a couple times, something's up. So, you guys listening, check out the case of Dolce Alaves, five-year-old missing from New Jersey. I want to hear what you think. I I don't know. Either the mom is involved somehow or she was abducted and I don't know. This is a really tricky one for me, but that's it. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> Back to you in the studio, Michelle. Well, I mean, <clears throat> that, that, that was a They're always heavy. Sorry. you. That's, uh, yeah, that was a long one. Sorry. I uh, know it. This week, I'm not even going to complain about how long your story was because I don't have a story. Dun, dun, dun. Like, I have nothing. That's <laughs> Thanks how... for listening. Hit us up. No. <laughs> but I'll give you a taste of what I, I don't know. Like, I can't even muster up words right now that even so makes sense. No, I just had a terrible Do week. I feel hot to you. I don't know. Touch me. Why? <laughs> don't touch my face. Do I feel hot? Well, you're wearing this big ass. I'm cold, but I feel you're like you're wearing I'm a hot. sweater. You're wearing a beanie. 
Yeah, your face is warm. Why well, don't you just talk for 45 minutes nonstop? So. Pretty sure I have a fever. Yeah, so I I just want everyone knows, because I've said it multiple times, that when I find a story, it's like seriously like an hour before we record. So this is nothing new. Well, it's not. I think you should probably stop saying that because it makes you sound like you don't give a shit. No, but it's not that reality, I don't give a shit. It's I will work my ass off. You don't but I don't, I don't have yeah. time. Her like, job is really demanding right now. So she's like into the month stuff. You know? I totally give a shit what I'm talking about. And that's what that's why I'm so bummed out right now is because I was just stressing out in the garage trying to find something and I can't. And here's here's the thing. Okay. I have my phone as my research. Uh-huh. And I have all these tabs open. Right now there are um, <laughs> 59. Yeah. 59 tabs open. I wonder how many I have. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you right now, out of the 59. I have 20. There's maybe nine that have nothing to do with true crime. So I got about 50 true crime tabs. That's how much I try to research. Yeah. You just can't find that one story. Well, yeah, I couldn't find the one to talk about today, but I just want to, I just want to like spew out what I just put into my mind in the last hour. Okay. Because it's all over the map. Alright, let's hear your so, wild, wild tales. I'm just going to give you snippets Closer. of, yeah, <laughs> snippets of what I have encountered. First of all, I want to talk about this other podcast. I'm going to plug the shit over right now because I'm hooked. I was so hooked that I finished it in two days. Oh, that one. Yeah. It's called... <clears throat> To live and die in L.A. and it's incredible. Uh, d- yes, it's so fucked up. I at work dove down this road on this podcast and I called and found like you have to listen to this. So we did the story on Susan Cox Powell and her disappearance. Yeah, and I was hooked on it. I told you, <laughs> and I was about to do that whole episode by myself. <laughs> well, I was hooked, and if you felt the same way about that story then you need to check out this podcast because it is insane on how close the story relates to the susan cox pal mm-hmm. so yeah. except for this is obviously in la and i can't remember her name aldea yeah it's aldea. Some, yeah she's from shit i have a po- oh, she's one of my tabs yeah <laughs> let me help you keep on talking because she's She's, I forget which country, like, she's from a small country that's near... Adia Shabani. There it is. Adia Shabani from, like... I'll find out. Hold on. It starts with the M. Madagascar. No, it's, like... Oh, shit. Um, I can't find it either. Hold on. It's gotta be somewhere... Macedonia, Yugoslavia. There we go. She's from there. She came here as an inspiring actress gorgeous oh she's beautiful and she got here she's like too beautiful like people are made to look like this just it's it's rare yeah she's gorgeous well she gets here and she is in school and she's taking acting classes and that was her dream was to be a star but to be a star in a different kind of way she didn't want to be like your typical actor i don't know well she ends up meeting this guy here and he is an actor and it's just this involvement. Well, she disappears and they find her, they find her body. So she was murdered 
And then it's like this whole story of who did it? How did this happen? And just what the, I won't give you all the details because you should really listen to it. Yeah, but it's fucked up. Um, all the information, it is so, it's just like the Susan Cox pal. It's, the only difference is, is they found her body. Yeah. I mean, that's it <clears throat> that I can come up with. So, yeah, to live and die in L.A., check out that podcast. It's incredible. Oh, it's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all, I think I'm, like, halfway through it. I found it on Spotify, so I don't know where else it's at, but you can definitely find it on there. It's it's just about that case. It's great. So, I have that on my mind because I just finished it today. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, oh, I don't know if I should talk about that or not, but it's it's long, so... I didn't do that. So now I'm trying to find, I'm scrambling, and I'm trying to find something to talk about, and I just search keywords that keep popping up in my head. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> just like, I started with vigilantes, <laughs> because, yeah, Batman and Dexter, vigilantes get me. I, I, so I came across a couple, or I, yeah, I came across a couple, but one really stood out. I was like, oh, fuck. It's not in this country I want to say it's of Europe. course it's, it's not. Europe, and um, these three people took justice in their own hands, and they killed they killed this dude, killed that motherfucker dead, <laughs> killed him dead. <laughs> I mean, this guy found he did research on his neighbor, woke up dead. Oh yeah, he, oh, always research your fucking neighbors. Yeah, he researched his neighbor. Come to find out, his neighbor. Did 30 years in prison mm. for killing an 18-month-old baby. God, uh, and so this guy's like, uh-uh. He's go. dying. Good. He's dying. I want him dead. And so they kill him. I mean, he's talking to, I'm assuming, probably two other people that live on the street. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yep, I agree. He needs to die. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they killed the guy. We made it midnight. But yeah, I mean, they came up with this whole plan, and they fucking took him. And they... They killed him dead with over oh, 150 yeah. stab wounds. Good. 150. Over 150. Good. And it was large knives and a screwdriver. They shanked him in the neck with the screwdriver yeah. multiple times. And the rest of the body was knife wounds. And they ended up, like, rip cutting out all of his fingernails. I mean. Karma, bitch. Killed him dead. Good. And then they took his body back to his. And I, that's why I'm thinking it's like, Europe. Because I didn't read the location. Because they kept saying his flat. Oh, yeah, like, that's, that's European flat. So, so his apartment. Yeah, they took him back to his flat and um, cleaned his whole house, <laughs> cleaned up everything. That's where they fucked set up. Set his car on fire. Like, they burnt, like, or not his car, whatever car they transported him in, burnt that motherfucker down. Yeah. And when so they, they left him in the house? They left him in his house. They didn't burn the house down. They didn't kill him in his house. They either took him way, back to his yeah. house. Well, yeah, either way. Burn, gotta burn the house. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then they went home. But, and fucking had a cup of tea and well, discussed it. They got caught oh, because someone overheard them talking about <clears throat> how they were going to move the body. So they got in trouble because essentially he served his time for that murder. No, he, didn't. he did 30 years. He served for that his murder. time and every he got time paroled. They... And this was two thousand. He got paroled in 2000. Excuse me, 2017. Oh, so this, like, so this just is happened. like, yeah, this is like recent-ish. This has been within two years. We should find a way to um, 
I don't know, protest them being locked up. That's the kind of neighbors I want. Yeah, now, I don't know. All I know is they got arrested. So I don't know what's happened with it because, like I said, I haven't researched any fucking story. This is just, like, I'm going down avenues. So they got caught because some fucking gossiping asshole neighbor told on Probably felt like... It was the right thing to do. He didn't deserve to die. Like, he served as... He's a human being. Yeah, you gotta watch out for those neighbors. Operation Private Justice. Oh, that's where Operation Private Justice comes in. And if you need us to research, (laughs) Operation Private Justice will do that for you. That's right. We have a... It's a little side business aside from the Rusty Cauldron. Yeah! Hey! Just just check it out. I'm done Uh, talking about it. (laughs) We do everything. Everything. Because we want to be private detectives. I like, just want... I want to go on a stakeout. Oh, see, I want to do that. Yeah, fuck yeah, Okay, so you'll sit in the car, and you'll just... And I'll go through all the cold cases. I'll solve them with my mm. psychic abilities, and then you just wait. And then... <laughs> well, no, I want to, like... I want to... I just want to do all this. I do, too. So like, we I created... Be... But we created Operation Private Justice. Like, this ain't legit or anything. Like, we're not legit oh, yeah, private yeah, don't, like, don't, don't call us. Think... <laughs> but... But you I can. Mean, yeah, you, yeah, you can totally call. Fuck it, call us. Like, you have questions? Well, I'm just saying, like, we don't have that certificate saying we're private detectives. But we will research well, some shit. We... Maybe we do. But we're so private yeah. about it that the people we're investigating will never know. Yeah, we're all about scoping people out. So, like, yeah, we have need, our ways. You have some questions and some stuff that you need to check out. Um, hit us up at academypodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> we'll do our best, and it'll be Operation Private Justice, because we actually do have a little club called Operation Private Justice. Yeah. There are members, and they are active, very active members in local uh, Look, cases. We I'll have put the it that way. board. We have our red yarn. We have a fuck ton of coffee. Try erase markers. We have everything. We're just waiting to use it. <laughs> so there we go. There was that's one avenue. Okay. Vigilantes. Vigilantes. We need more of them. So frankly. yeah. That's how I feel. Vigilantes. They're great. I think uh, those guys should not have gotten in trouble at all. I'll look more into it to let you know. I mean, maybe like a hey, you shouldn't have done that. But like they should have done that, and I'm glad but they, they did it. Brutally, they killed him. Dead. Doesn't matter. He killed an so, 18-month-old baby. That's one of my tabs. You don't deserve to be here. Second tab. Yep. <laughs> also, this one I believe is in Germany. Is it German? <clears throat> Guy's pissed. <laughs> yeah, they just, all are. He's pissed. Have you ever met a non-pissed-off German? <laughs> Aside from, we have a friend from Germany on yeah. here. Z Germans, he's mad. I don't know. He works in some, like, metal place. Oh, it's kind of high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pissed. For some <laughs> reason. And he kills 21 of his oh co-workers. Oh, God. Yeah. You're laughing. It's like... <laughs> so he's, like... He's, he's fucking pissed. had it. He's pissed. <laughs> yeah. He has had it. He kills 21 of his co-workers so far. Okay. I say I, so I far. Laugh. That's not funny. Well, he's killing them by poisoning their lunch. For real? For like, real. Like, with what? Like, with did you, did you make mercury, mercury and lead of and, like, some other metal. It's... It's metal. Uranium or something? Uh, I don't know if uranium is a metal. <laughs> Just stop. We don't know. <laughs> Go to sleep. Yeah, I know. No. But he got caught on camera. So they're not dying instantly. So he keeps getting charged with these. Mer- so far, his death toll is 21. And now they're looking to exhume bodies. Oh, my God. Because it, they're dying of cancer and shit like that. Yeah, well, he got caught on camera 
going to all these people's lunches and putting this white powder on it. And some dude went to go oh eat God. his lunch and seen this weird white powder. Good and for turned him. it in. And then so that's what made him look at the camera. And then they went to his house and he has lead and mercury and this other substance. And he was grinding it down in his powder and he was fucking putting it in a lunch. I don't know. And I, I read into this because I really wanted to tell this story. Mm-hmm. It, everything that I came up with. Didn't say why he was doing what he was doing, but... <laughs> He's fucking pissed. Like, they're dying of, like, heart issues and cancer, and so all these people that work there, like, if they've passed away and it was just cancer, well, now they're like, well, we need to exhume the body, and, like, was it from these metals? Did they have this right. in their system? Because if so, then this motherfucker did it. And that's another murder. Well, they've linked 21 to him oh so far. God. So that's another tab. That well, hold on. Do you remember? Um, I don't think you can still buy these, but they were um, thermometers that our parents would put in our mouths. Yeah, the old they were, school ones. They have mercury them. in them. Yeah. yeah. I don't Do know you if know you can back still... in the day. And I, God, don't. I'm gonna throw a year out, or not a specific year, but I'll say 40s. Okay. Maybe 50s. Okay. I don't fucking know. But I do know. That mercury, no one knew how dangerous it was. Yeah. And women were putting it on them. Oh, yeah. And they'd like, oh, my God, look how cool it is. We glow in the dark. Or we do, like, it did something to Radioactive. your... Radioactive. <laughs> it did something to your skin, but everyone thought it was like, this is so look cool. Idiots. Well, yeah. now they're dying. Yeah. <laughs> or they're dead. You remember... Remember, we weren't even around this time. <laughs> do you uh, remember back in 1957? Yeah. In 53, uh, women would actually shove Lysol bottles up uh to clean their vaginas. There was actually ads for it. Yeah, you could, like, basically douche with um, Lysol, and then it started, like, burning the inside of women's vaginas. But, but the men were like, but they're clean pussies, and they're like... But you don't die from it, right? Uh, I think you can. I mean, Lysol's not... fucking burn. Lysol tastes really good, though. You know, I had that weird <laughs> thing where I would eat shit. Um, she ate lotion. Ate the shit out of it. Jergens, uh <laughs> cherry almond... She mm. was, that was our mm. sideshow freak when we were teenagers. What's it called? Like, pica? Is that it? Pica? What? Pica? pica? For what? Where you eat just non-edible objects and I food. have no idea. Like my friend, uh, I won't say her name, but when she was pregnant, she ate a tire. <laughs> and her kid came well, off Well, let me farm. refrain about you. Then I shouldn't, like, I know it's a legit disease, and I don't mean to say mine sideshow was a, freak. Mine was curiosity, it was like, and it was delicious. You... Yeah, Fallon doesn't have, she doesn't suffer from that, so I call her a freak because yeah. she just ate lotion because it tasted you good. You know what, Michelle? I might be a freak, but you know what? I'm not a, a fucking poser. poser. There we go. Yeah. Anyways, back down my rabbit hole. That was my second tab. Third tab, I was going to tell the story of the movie I seen, Bully. I have that movie. I told you to watch it because it's a true story. With Brad Renfro? Yeah. It, I don't have you watched it yet. Yeah, it's one hundred percent true story. Yeah. I think they even use the same fucking names as the I real think people. So. I forget though. But that story is crazy to me, and just how oh, I shouldn't say, how stupid kids are. I'll say it. Fuck it. Kids are dumb. <laughs> well, tell tell us why. Well, I, we I leave the dramatic now. pause. But kids no. are dumb. When it comes to yeah, these crimes like. This guy was a bully, obviously, mm-hmm. hence the name of the movie. And I don't stand for that. I hate it. Like, yeah. But they just came up with this plan, like, we're going to kill him. <laughs> and there was, I think, like six, maybe seven of them. 
But they're in Pizza Hut. <laughs> Why? Because that's where they were eating. Oh, no, I'm just saying. It was like, uh, yeah. back in the day, yeah, Pizza Hut. On I want to say that this was not, like, I think it was 1993. That makes sense. When you had to read pizza 100 Hut. books to get a free personal <laughs> pan. You remember so, when, when they had that drink called Team? No. I didn't do a lot of Pizza Hut because it wasn't around my house. <laughs> oh, that's right. Nothing was around your house. Shut up. But fields and fields of we're posers. We're not going to say. <laughs> but uh, they're at Pizza Hut and they're just like. They're plotting his death. Like, this is premeditated shit. But they don't know what they're <clears> doing. <throat> so they get this other guy involved, and he's like, he can help them. Mm-hmm. But he's a teenager, too. And they take him, and this is in Florida, so they take him out to, like, swampish area. And they they kill him. But it's brutal yeah, how they kill him. That. Like, they just start stabbing him, and then... They slit his throat, and yet this guy lives through all of this. And then they beat his head in with a baseball bat, and it's like he he's lived? still fuck. He's still, he's still, he didn't die. Is he still alive now? No, he died. Okay, but I mean, like after going through all that, like oh, he still minute, lived after he's that. He's still living. He's oh. breathing at that point, and they throw him in the swamp, or yeah, the swamp. And there's like oh, the, you know, the gators will get him. Did they? Uh, well, probably not. I mean, in the movie, like, no, because not enough time went, like, this is where they got stupid. They come back, and, like, they're in school, but they start telling everybody, mm-hmm. like, we killed him. Uh, oh, we, we killed Bobby Kent. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he's down at the swamp. Like, we, Marty stabbed him and slit his throat. Oh, my God. This dude beat him in the head with a baseball bat, and we left him down there for the Gators again. He's right here. You want to go see him? Wow. And it's like, they they just all do that. And it's like, what the fuck? So, of course, the people you're telling is like, well, I'm telling the cops. Uh, yeah. Oh, duh. So, I mean, it was very quick that they got busted. You know, kids are stupid. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> That's what I meant by kids are stupid. But, but you like, know what? I'm happy that they are. Because those kids were dumb enough to talk about their crime, they were able to find out what happened and put them to and justice. And there were so many of them involved that uh, a lot of them got out. Like, the kid, so the guy that died, he was friends with the main guy that killed him. Had to die was so the main the oh, guy shit. the victim his name's Bobby Kent and he was the bully, and Marty. Hold on, what Bobby Kent? Bobby did... Kent died. That was Bobby the... Kent died, but he wasn't the bully. He was the bully. Oh, well, then that's fine. He w- he bullied his friend okay. Marty. Okay, I forget his last name. Marty and Bobby were friends. Okay, but Bobby was bullying him and treating him like shit. So he's like, I can't take it anymore. Well, he. Marty got this girlfriend, and then all their friends got together, and like, well, we're going to kill Bobby. Oh. So the bully died. The bully's the one that got murdered. But oh. it was... I mean, good? <laughs> uh, I don't... No. Bullies like, no. are awful people. I they mean, a are, lot of people, but... Look at how many people lose their lives every year because of asshole fucking people. Don't be a dick and don't be a bully. Oh, look, I don't condone bullying whatsoever. I don't condone killing you like, unless you have don't to. Don't go slit his throat. Like, I'm fully for these bullies need their ass kicked. Look, I'm on Bill Burr's side. We got too many people around here. <laughs> if you see fucking Bobby Kent bullying somebody, fucking shoot him in the throat. <laughs> or shoot him in the face. Yeah, shoot him in the face. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that was a tab. I have one more tab. I love it. And then I'm done because this is probably running over. But oh, yeah, we're definitely. Sorry. Ma- the Purge. I'm watching the Purge TV series. Uh-huh. It's great. Is it? I mean, it's not. Oh, hold on. We should go see Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. We were going to go see Wrinkles the Clown tonight, but we can't find it anywhere, so I guess we're just going to have to buy it. Yeah. But Joker with Joaquin, I heard it's really, really good. Way better than Jared Leto. Well, I didn't watch that anyways. Suicide Squad was awful. It was just, let's just let him talk about it. Yeah. Go on. The Purge TV series. Yeah. I will tell you, it's on USA, Mm -hmm. so it's like... It's on HBO. It's on Game of Thrones. Or done. They do say fuck in it, which was shocking to me. On USA? Yeah. Okay. The game's changed on USA. No you can shit. Say fuck. Multiple times. And they, I mean, it's Purge. They're killing people left and right. And you do see some of it. They On the TV series, they use a lot more guns uh, than um, the movies. Yeah. Because they can't really show a lot of creative murders on the Purge. Play on your mind. Yeah. But it's actually a pretty good series. And it's a Blumhouse production, so I mean... They're good. Yeah. It's not bad. So it made me go down the road like, ah, what if The Purge was real? And there's people that search it and like, when is the actual Purge? <laughs> like, when you look at... When you Google <laughs> this, we're like, take what work? date is The Purge in real life? I'm like, you know that this ain't real. Uh, yeah. Right? Right. Well, it gives a date. When is it? March. Next year? I forget the day, but it's in March, and it starts at 7 p.m. How are you going to talk about The Purge and not give us the date? Because it's not real. Well, some fucking weirdo is going to be out there doing that, and then you should look we'll up the date so March. we can all be prepared for but when Bobby here's Kent comes thing, strolling in. And I'm not going to get it. This is why I saved it for last, because I don't want to fucking get into this conversation deep. But everyone predicts that The Purge could happen now because of who our president is. And so yeah. it turns into this political thing because, I mean, really in the movies, that's what it's all about, too, is politics. Yeah. The rich. I mean, with this whole impeachment rich, thing going on right now. To have the money to secure themselves, and it's fun and games for them, so they'll get people into their house and they'll purge them on at night. But oh my God, essentially yeah. the purge is to purge out the bad poverty. Right. They'll just take themselves out. And then the rich can just do what the fuck they want. So that's the oh, concept. I was not on the, that same page at all i thought the purge was to rid the world of evil not according to the in the movies it's tv shows like, different no tv shows pretty much same rich people <laughs> okay or mm, rich people are assholes in it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the poverty will just get rid of itself they're out on the streets they can't afford to oh. um protect themselves and they the, they portray like people in poverty are crazy like, they want to go out and kill. That's not true. But the rich people they are doing survive. it behind closed doors, right. and they're way more fucked up. Look but that movie taken. That shit's for real. Yeah. But they, people, that's a lot of the articles. That's why I didn't do that one either, because it was a lot about Trump, and it's not wrong. I mean, he says <laughs> a bunch of fucking stupid shit that makes him look like an idiot. And it's like, if anyone was to bring the purge into real life, it, it would be that him. man. Yeah. And it's like, you idiot. Like, it doesn't help it. It would ruin the economy more than benefit it. Well, you know what? We have a lot of people listening that aren't from America. And I just, I think it's important because the entire world looks at us as a really 
shitty I want to tell you country. Right now, I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't either. And a lot of us <laughs> didn't. Like, we don't even know how he got elected. But we are not Trump supporters at all. And a lot of people, like, if you're listening and you're not in the U.S. of A., we're sorry for the way that we look right now. It is. It is. We have to apologize on our leader's behalf because he's an idiot. Well, and so are some of his followers. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't say all of them. I, I do have a couple friends that are Trump supporters that, if I have a question, they will, they will talk to me. They're, they don't. And then I have friends that I'm like, why did you vote for Trump? They're like, you fucking left a snowflake piece of shit, you know. And then I'm just like, Ugh. yeah. See, that's why I didn't even do that story either. But yeah, we won't get into politics, no. but just know that not everybody in this country voted for him. Okay. <laughs> and we are all on the side with, of the, we just want a happy, clean environment and nice, clean, fresh, gentle people to live with. Not this civil war bullshit. Goddamn right, Purge. Yeah. I'm just kidding. You ain't taking my guns or my sister cousin. <laughs> 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 Ding. Hey, I got a gun. I... Look, I have guns. I'm a responsible gun owner. Gun laws. It, if people want a gun, they're going to find a way to get it. That's it. Yeah. I have a gun for protection. Guns don't kill people. Because I'm a paranoid. Crazy people with guns kill I'm people. I'm paranoid. I almost shot you. Ever since you know, I was thinking about... I'm anxious to see if anyone uh, is interested, I guess. Like, maybe me doing a little snidbit sometime on, like, mental health and, like, how it connects to murders and how people, like... I got some issues, but I'm not out killing people. Just, like, where that line is drawn. But I think it's important for us to eventually talk about mental health because a lot of people have it and don't talk about it. Oh, well, I mean, I'm experiencing a lot of mental health issues this week. I would, too, if I was a fucking poser. Yeah. I bet your whole world's a lie. Your husband told me that I need to watch out, and if this gets a little bit worse than where I'm at, that I need to go see help. (laughs) That's what he just said before I came up to report. I've been telling you that for years. Well, no, it's gotten crazy this week. Michelle, you act like that. It's an alarm. Long story short, you needed to go see for at least five or ten years now. I don't have time. Make time. Mental health is very important. It's just as important as your physical health. I'm not, but yeah, you're absolutely right. And I have outlets to get shit off my mind. Like shopping at Kohl's and Buying shirts that you have no business wearing. And I wearing. go to the gym and I hit the punch bag and I thank you, your face on it. Good. Yeah. Good. Anyways, I hope that, that punch was... bag comes back and kicks you in the that dick. Would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was my tabs. And I'm sorry that I don't have a story that I could just give you these little snippets, but I just want to get you. I, it's not that I don't. <laughs> you hold on out. You want people to think that you're a podcaster, mm-hmm. but really you're not. Much like a Led Zeppelin fan. Just mm-hmm. pointing that out, poser. <laughs> but hey, back that- to what I was saying. <laughs> I just don't want people to think that I don't give a shit and I just come up with these quick stories. No, that was just I read all of that in a span of twenty minutes yeah. in your garage. So I, I tried really hard. It's just been a really tough week and I apologize. Oh, yeah. It's and, been a rough week. Um that that's all I have and I I promise next week I'll bring something better. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Well, you know I'm going to be bringing the heat mm. next week. I mean, I already have. <laughs> I think, you know what? Someone's here. Get a move. Next week, I'm going to do the uh, Mystery of the Dyatlov Pass. So I wouldn't even tell them what you're going to do next week because um, you're going to change that up about 10 more times before we hit Friday. Yeah, I'm probably not going to do that. But yeah, that's exactly. what I'm doing as so. of right now. 
Thanks for listening. We appreciate you, you have, so much. Hold on. Please like, rate, and subscribe because that really it. helps us out. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, tell us what the word is that we're trying to say. Oh, fuck Carp. Carpmentalize. <laughs> That's not it. That is it. It's carp. Carpmentalize. There's a P in there somewhere. Part cartmental. No. <laughs> Carpmentalize. Tell us what it is. Hell, Dead Academy <laughs> Podcast at Gmail. Or you can reach out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's we graduated it. high school. We can't figure out how Carp- to. No, I can hear it in my head. Carpmentalize. <laughs> There's a P. Compartmentalize. There it is. Compartmentalize. Is that it? Say it. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. That's compartmentalize. it. What's it mean? You like to um, put everything together. Well, no, like you, de- you're almost detached. Compartmentalize. Oh, shit. You, you fuck. What was it? I just said it. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Okay. Yeah, it's like you detach yourself from something. Like you're very. What <laughs> did not mean that at all? No, I know what it means. But <laughs> you can't say it. compartmentalize either way thanks for listening yes have a wonderful weekend please love turn off the news and love your neighbor um but research them definitely research neighbors (laughs) uh what else did we learn today keep an eye on your children don't trust anybody research everybody always have a panic attack with everything always because you never know terrible that's that's my life it's i'm i'm freaking out right now just i i need to up my meds but No, everything will be okay. Just keep an eye on your children. Love your neighbor. Be kind to everybody. Research the shit. And if you feel something's off, like I thought, Michelle, I felt. I was like, she ain't no fan. And you know what? I was fucking right. And you can be right, too, if you keep your eye out for bad guys and posers. Like Michelle. (laughs) Later. Bye. See ya.